WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back this morning and uh, joined by Johnny Coley of the Cooperative Extension Service in Granville and Person County. And uh, we are going off. You better get your calls in because we're going off at 10 o'clock because the uh, Tar Heels are playing football and their pregame show starts at 10. So uh, I wanted to let you know that. Yeah, Campbell, I understand. Uh, Campbell will be at Chapel Hill. Yeah. yeah uh, so be, it it's going to be a beautiful day for a football game. It should be interesting. I can remember being in the press box at Keenan Stadium and looking out at uh, the trees. It was before they had – it was you know, it was <coughs> when it was only – it was not enclosed at the time. That old um, Spanish-style field house down there. Oh, yeah was still there and uh, the other side was open and you could see you see the trees so well and the colors it was just it was november i remember and nc state and carolina were playing i remember that we called it the mission house yeah. like a, a, a mission style as you mm-hmm. said spanish yeah yeah that was in my day yeah i, I was the uh an, a student announcer i guess that's where i got my, my start in radio Except in Watauga County, one time I used to go turn the the uh, what do you call those things? You put turn them on and up at four o'clock in the morning. Transmitter. Uh, transmitter. Oh lordy! You you turn the transmitter I, on? Well, that only lasted that? about six weeks. Yeah. Bob Barnes was the announcer. And he said, "Got you a good job. It'll pay you fifty cent an hour." <laughs> After turning that transmitter on at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. In a a January. Zero weather? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, how far did you have to travel for that, too? Well, it was – I had to walk it. It yeah. was it was close, but it was a good, good three-quarters of a mile. Mm. Man. <laughs> Up and down a hill. Well, as many times as I've had to come to work at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning or whenever in the snow and ice and hurricanes and everything, I, know, else, I feel for you. That doesn't sound much to you. <laughs> it doesn't uh, – yeah. You didn't have to walk, though. No, I didn't have to walk, but it was. Uh, it tried, well, that's tried, why you're in the Hall of Fame. Try driving. And well, I'm well, in the every, Hall of Shame. Everybody, everybody has to do that if they stay in this business. Yeah, rain, sleet, or snow. Yeah, yeah. It's so like the postman. So, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Paul is in Raleigh. Paul, good morning. You're on the weekend gardener. Hey, Paul. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Um, what can we do for you? Uh, I'm with the North Carolina Gourd Society, and I wanted to let your listeners know that the 81st Annual North Carolina Gourd Arts and Crafts Festival is at the State Fairgrounds this weekend. It's in uh, t- today from 9 to 5 and tomorrow, Sunday.
day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, y'all were planted all over the place. We had Carol, we had Carol last last hour call us and tell us the same thing, Paul. Y'all y'all got y'all doing it right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, well that's that's perfectly all right. I'm I'm not yeah, uh, some people that missed it last time. Yeah, because yeah. people tune in and out. I'm sure we drive people crazy and they turn the radio off. So well, uh, I'm Paul, gonna try to come out there now. Grab me when you see me. If you no, we're not, not literally. I understand my voice. <laughs> Don't don't jerk my head off because I'm, I'm sore all over. He's sore. Say hello to me. All right. It's in the uh, old Hauser building, which is the round building that's the village of yesteryear uh-huh. at the um, state fair. And uh, there are all sorts of dried gourds and art gourd art gourd craft historical gourds on display. Uh, t-shirts, gourd seeds. Uh, uh, the t-shirts uh, made out of gourds. No, they're not made out of gourds. Got gourds on them. Pictures they got gourds on them. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, What's your favorite thing out there, Paul, that you've seen? Uh, I enjoy looking at the competition pieces because they're people that submit entries to win ribbons uh, in different categories of gourd art. And uh, it's very interesting to go around and look at the competition pieces. Uh, I, I enjoy that a lot. Um it costs five dollars for adults, and children under thirteen or under age thirteen are free. Wonderful. Well, that's a it's a real miracle of nature. Those gourds, very useful. Yeah, I think people that haven't been would really enjoy it. I was very surprised the first time I went at how interesting it was. And now you're a part of it. Do you you grow gourds regularly? Uh, I have, yes. I've grown a few, just a few gourds in my backyard for fun, mostly. Uh, I was treasurer of the Gourd Society for about 15 years, but I've passed that on to somebody else. So right now I mostly just help with, with the festival, uh, which is, has been the uh, first weekend in November for the last number of years. So. Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you called Paul and say hello to Carol when you see her. I will. From flat, flat uh, from our Hurdle Mills. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Carol. I didn't know she was doing. That's all right. We're we're glad. To, if we had another hour, I'd tell you to call back. But we <laughs> we're off early today because of the Tar Heel game. But yeah, uh, I'm perfect. glad you glad you got it. I hope you get a bunch of people out there today at the Holes Housing right. Building. Thanks so much for letting me. Talk. Sure. Have a nice okay. day. All right. Goodbye. Bye. All right. By the way, I've asked about. People wanting to know what what to put out this time of year. Well, when the frost has gotten your your impatiens and your coleus and Vinkus. pansies, and put pansies mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. snapdragons. Uh, <laughs> what else, Paul? Uh, I don't mean Paul. <laughs> Paul. Well, well you're same same area. <laughs> same uh, Johnny, yeah. Johnny. No, Johnny. Don't, don't Johnny. put that on Paul. I, you know. <laughs> no, no, y'all are a good <laughs> combo. The um. Well, you got the flower and cabbage and kale uh, that, that do well. And a lot of people uh, do Dusty Miller. Dusty Miller um, will make it through uh, quite a bit yeah. um, of the year. And then you have the the, the ornamental Swiss chards, um, different, uh, the bright lights. Uh, I can't remember the different varieties of of um, of uh, the Swiss chards and, uh, that, that do well. <clears throat> and, and they um, – in, in, in Gravel and Person County, some of those aren't quite as hardy uh, to make it through the – 
winter as some. It just depends on our, our winter a lot of times. Even the snapdragons uh, don't don't go through. But they, you know, of course the pansies will always um, will always go through. I remember when I was in the nursery business, we uh, I was after trying to get you know something else other than pansies. People um, wanted something else to, to plant other than pansies, and they come out with other different colors of pansies. So we mm-hmm. there's about uh, about a, a wide array of colors in pansies that you could ever. Um, ever want but uh pansies uh, do do real well uh in this area and as i mentioned earlier it's, it's better to get them in uh, sooner um uh, than later but you know if you're putting them in now if you can start them out a little bit you know a little bit bigger containers uh they'll they'll definitely do do well through the winter time uh you know and it's, it's going to be warming up a little bit next week so that'll help get them established you know just get them get, get those pansies a little bit more established before we get real cold um and they they don't they don't grow quite as uh, as much then, but uh, well, they're they're not going to be as pretty as you put them out in the winter time. But then then you got ahead of that, you're ahead ahead of the game in springtime. There yeah. they, you wake up one spring morning and there oh, they beautiful. are. Yeah, it's it's almost the exact opposite in the spring. You, your pansies look the prettiest when you need to take them out and put your summer annuals. Absolutely, <laughs> so it's sort of a um, you know you need to you need to get that get them out and um, before they they actually pitter out, I've I've seen some some pansies and some landscapes. You know, the first of June, and they they don't look real. You don't pinch them back; <laughs> they just won't won't do. They they do yeah. they do very uh, do well to to pinch back, deadheading them. You know, getting the the blooms off. But and and that's for disease purposes too. Uh, botrytis um, uh, will will get on them uh, even worse if you don't keep them cleaned up a little bit of sanitation. And I tell people even in anything in the landscape. Sanitation goes a long way to uh, to keeping yeah. disease and insects um, out of your landscape. If you just you know just do a little bit of sanitation uh, all along, I know uh, pecans. If uh, always use that for an example, because uh, the pecan, the the twig girdler, uh, will lay its eggs in a, in a in a twig on the on the pecan, and then it, it girdles it right on the on the tree side of the uh, where they lay the eggs, and that branch will drop off. Eggs hatch, they get in the ground, and just starts the life cycle all over again. Where if you take that twig up that has the eggs in it and destroy it, then you break that life cycle. So a lot of times we can do that with uh, different uh, areas of, of sanitation with plants, you know, cleaning up and, and breaking the life cycle of either disease or insect will uh, will definitely help. <coughs> well, Johnny, uh, Mike has seen it many times, but they're four over 100-year-old uh, Stuart pecan trees, two in the back and two in the front. And when I first moved out there, they'd be six inches of. And I, I remember I came home one night, didn't know what what was happening, heard this awful noise and thought I was being attacked. <laughs> and it was the car hitting the pecans out in the roadway. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, about ten years ago, every pecan in that place had wormholes in it. And I was told by my <clears throat> friends at Bartlett Tree said, "Well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to treat the ground because those those uh, bugs yeah. crawl right up there." And yeah, yeah, I think it's a pecan weevil, if I'm not mistaken. I um, I think it's pecan weevil that yeah, they'll crawl up the trunk, and you can you at certain times of the year, um, probably mid-August, first of September, you spray the trunk of the tree, and because uh, they will actually crawl out of the ground and go yeah. up the tree. And that's the time frame that they do that. You can. I'd have to do all four too. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, I can go buy a pound of pecans at the farmers market. Back when I 
a little bit cheaper than I can. Three, four trees. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but back when I was heavy into pecans, I had people come by with trash cans. <clears throat> I had so many to pick them up. Wow. wow. And one sucker, uh, he was a, I went over there one day to the farmer's market. He was selling my pecans. <laughs> I said, I said what, what do you want up. me to do? Pick them for you now? Pick them up? I Good said, that's not why I told you to come get pecans, <laughs> not to go sell them at the farmer's market. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. I feel like one time I said, somebody, you want some, some of my tomatoes? And she said, well, can you pick them and bring them to me? <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> Oh, oh well, she cook them as well. People she said, "Well, if the shoe fits, buy another one." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve is in Garner. Hey, Steve. Yeah, there are some people that will uh, that want you to to pay them and just sit at home and wait for the check to come, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you can't you can't blame a guy for being an entrepreneur, right? Well, no, not I, really. I guess you uh, should have demanded a cut. Yeah. <laughs> he could have. He could have said, "I want to do consignment." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, you could have said, "Well, at least send me uh, 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 you know, ten uh, percent, you know, or something like that." Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd check in with you guys. I had my uh, another chemo session this week, and. Uh, the doctor was very pleased with my uh, blood results and my my progress. Great, boy, that's and good. I oh my! Got enough strength that I've started uh, refurbishing my daylily hill, and uh, I've gotten about eight plants done so far. And that's uh. And well, you got a long way to go, then, Steve. If you've only done eight. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Just listening. <laughs> I can't believe you guys were so quiet. Uh, oh, by the way, Steve, I was asked by some know how I'm doing. Asked uh, by somebody the other day about the fans on a uh, daily. I said, "Well, as far as I know, you can cut it back, cut the fan back to a couple inches above the ground if you want to." Yeah. They're unlike, say, a uh, daylily. You want that to die down and, and nourish the bulb, but it's not necessary for. Uh, there are three different types of daylilies. There is the the evergreen, semi-evergreen, and dormant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evergreens stay green all the way through the winter. 
Uh, they don't. The, the the fans don't ever die back. Right. Uh, the semi evergreens. Some of them do. They they kind of uh, uh, they don't go. They go dormant, but they don't go completely dormant. And then the dormants, the the fans die all the way back down to the ground. So uh, those are the ones that you, you know. Those are the ones that you got to just keep an eye on and don't don't forget where they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't think I've got any of those. It, well, it's possible that you don't, because uh, you know it's just you, you, we don't we don't buy them. Uh, or we don't get them for our garden just because of the, of the kind of ever kind of foliage that they have. We get them because of uh, they're pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah. All right, Steve. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yes, and thank you for letting me call you. Glad, glad you're feeling about it, Steve. Yeah. You guys, and um, I'm sorry you don't have a complete show this week. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. But All right. You have fun with uh, the farmer's market. Okay. All right. Thank you, Steve. All right. You know, each season really brings a, a different challenge for us uh, and uh, for our cars and trucks and so forth, too. Uh, you know, the health and safety of your vehicle is, is very important. Uh, King's Auto Service believes that you ought to be proactive for uh, the maintenance of your car great idea it'll save you a lot of probably some money and it will also save you a lot of grief effects of uh, cold weather coming up that certainly affect all kinds of things the belts the hoses fluid levels check along with the antifreeze protection level just think how you feel when you're outside trying trying to do something uh, the vehicle it's all frozen up, the parts and so forth. It works much better when it's warmer, but not too hot, just like the rest of us. Tread depth on your tires. You want that uh, to be in good shape, brakes and all of that. Well, they can check it all at King's Auto Service. And if you have a hybrid vehicle, they can check that too. Certified hybrid technicians at King's are rated to diagnose any battery pack problems, and they can sell you a battery pack if you should need it later on uh, at a price better than the dealers. King's Auto Service, easy to find at 1039 West Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. More coming up. We'll talk to the folks at the farmer's market and talk to Doug. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, you had the serenity. Now you've got us. So, uh, (laughs) Doug, Doug, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hello, Doug. Well, I don't I don't hear Doug. So uh you can you can check with Doug to see if he is got a little too serene there with uh Yeah, do we have Doug now? Hello Doug. Doug, can you hear us? All right. Well, I guess uh Doug, you, you did you check your phone. You guys there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we've been here. <laughs> <laughs>
We doubt that. All right. I have I have two questions. Uh, one uh, regarding dahlias. Uh huh. I know. Uh, I brought a dahlia tuber home from Minnesota and planted it, and it, it did fantastic. But I know up there they they have to pull the tubers out of the ground because of uh, the freezing. Yeah. And, and my question was, do you think since we don't really get much frost? you think it's necessary to pull it out and weather it, you know, in the garage during the winter and then put it back in? Well, Doug, I'm, I'm going to answer that from, from my mama's experience. Now, I'm from the mountains in Boone, and we always had to dig up the dahlias. Down here, I have left some in and they come back, and some that haven't. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. that Johnny is going to going to really tell you what the story is on that. <laughs> Does it but, depend on, on where they're planted, if they have good drainage, for instance? Well, it depends on what how it, cold it gets. Yeah, and it depends oh, okay. on the variety. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think some varieties are, are more hardy than others. Well, that, the ones in Minnesota ought to be hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're from Minnesota, I would think they, they would be, and you'd probably be safe. That's why he puts them in the garage. <laughs> yeah yeah you have to dig them up up there i mean the safest thing to do would would be to do that and as as mike said drainage can make a difference too because a lot of times um it's not the hardiness it's the it's, it's the I'm, get, I'm getting terrible feedback here oh hmm not sure why yeah, yeah. i heard you rufus but, uh all right and i didn't hear what so did you say i should take it out i said just out of abundance of caution i would do it yeah not knowing what what your variety is and what the weather's going to be the colder the more you need to take it out yeah yeah I, I, the safest thing to do would be to to lift it out and, and um yeah well, just store it somewhere well, they, dry they do it there because they get about three feet of frost up there oh absolutely uh, yeah, as yeah, i said yeah. up in the mountains my mama always dug them or they, they wouldn't they wouldn't make it yeah yeah, we have some that right. do and some that don't. So it's... And I love a dahlia. That's the most up in the mountains. Sometimes uh, I think the short growing season they they try to strut their stuff, and they'll grow. Th- yeah. We we take tobacco sticks to stalk them up. They're so tall. Yeah, yeah. And some yeah, of them we get dinner plate them. size. I mean, they're big blooms on some this of them. This particular dahlia was actually invented. My my cousin and his wife are world-renowned dahlia. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, good right. gracious. Thanks for bringing those right. down here, then. Yeah, well, this dahlia, he invented, actually, however they do it. Oh. And it won the flower of the year mm. last year. Gosh. Anyway. Well, you want to save those. Amen. The other question was, uh, 17 years ago, when we moved out to where we live on the golf course, I put in a evergreen border low growing is about three feet tall about 40 feet wide across the back of my yard and uh and it's, it's been doing great but periodically a branch will die okay and i gotta go in and cut it out and, and uh it seems to be happening more now than it did in the previous time period what causes uh, different branches to die off and uh the uh the evergreen turn obviously turns brown. I have to break it, cut it off, and break it. Do you do you know what the plant is? Well, I don't. I'm in the car right now. I'm about I'm going to be at the house here in about ten minutes, but uh, I don't know the actual name of it. I've got it on my on my schematic back at the house, but 
it, it you know it grows about three feet tall and spread you know and I've got it's about forty feet long of the, the the border, but uh, and it's been prolific ever since I've you know put it in. But uh, the last three four years, periodically, you know, one of the branches will just obviously dies and it turns brown, and I have to cut it out of there. I just wonder what causes that. There's great drainage and just plenty of you know sunshine and everything. Yeah, I don't. So if it's just one branch, it sounds like maybe a canker or something's getting on the stem. Um, okay. And cutting off the. You know, so tell us what a canker branches. is for. Uh, well, yeah, a canker would be like a sore on the stem. It's sort of a sunken area that. Um, is that caused by a bacteria or usually fungus? Fungus. It, yeah, usually a fungus, and bacteria could. It, um, but um, but mainly it's it's normally a, a fungus that we're dealing with. Not a whole lot you can do about it other than cutting them out normally. I uh, just want to, if you, if it is a canker, you want to cut it behind the canker because anything um, on, on the on, on the growing right. end. Well, that's what I've been um, doing. Yeah. I yeah, without the whole thing, I mean, you could have some root issues, but um, it sounds more like it's more sporadic than, than a, a root issue would cause by fungus or, or, or some root rot. Yeah, Doug, I have that happen occasionally, and I just saw it off. Yeah, right close to the yeah cypresses yeah. and con- conifers yeah, of all I mean, kinds. And- if it's only three or four, I'm trying to think of what it would be if it's only that tall. Um, is it a type of holly? Is it a broadleaf? Or is it a? Oh no, it's a very fine leaf, uh, evergreen. Uh, like a cryptomeria, cryptomeria, or, or cephalotaxis. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean it, it's like a like a, uh, a pine evergreen, not a pine, but you know it's. You know, you touch it and it pricks your hand. And it's not not like a leaf leaf evergreen. It's a uh, like a U. Yeah, so I'm thinking a cephalotaxis or a taxis. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what a U. But it <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like if like like Rufus was saying, you know, just just maintaining them, cutting them off. You know, as long as they're not thinning out. And you know, <clears throat> with with a hedge like that, you want to make sure the base is wider than the top because the sun. Yeah. Um, penetrating uh, you know you need the base wider than the, than the top a lot of times people square those up and right. you know, the base right. gets thin yeah uh, doug if well, you had a whole tree looking that way you'd be worried yeah. about pine beetles i yeah. i can tell you that they they will get one mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna be at the house here in about five minutes if you guys are still on at 10 i'll give you a call back with the name of it but okay that, okay all right thank you thank, thank you, you doug. sir all right. Let's, uh, Miss Monica's out at the State Farmers Market, and you got all kinds of stuff out there going on there, Miss Monica. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Are you hearing us okay? I can. Okay. Monica, we missed you at the Super Kids. I know She's you tried busy. to come. She's busy. I wanted to get there, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. I've. I'm really going to have to make sure I get that that on my schedule early next year, so I can make sure to keep it open. She works 24 hours a day, yeah. Rufus. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I mean, it seems that way sometimes. I know it does. So what what do you got this morning? Well, we have got, um, of course, all of our regular vendors here. Um, we've got a lot of shrubbery. We have still some mums hanging in there, mm. some beautiful mums right now, and pansies, the ornamental cabbage and kales, and um, still some fruit trees and various different types of shrubs, boxwoods, 
some perennials, a few herbs still hanging in there. And, of course, up at the produce end, we have got a large selection of fruits and vegetables. Of course, that frost this week has gotten some of those summer ones that were hanging on. So um want to come out and get what's left of those as far as the ones that, you know, that farmers were harvesting. Prior to that, um, they still have some of those available. Still a good selection of the hot peppers today. Um, some of your squash and cucumbers, tomatoes, that sort of thing. And, of course, those North Carolina mountain apples. We have a huge selection of those as well as apple cider and um, baked goods, the local honey. And um, the list goes on and on. It's always fun just to walk through to see what you can find and what's in season all throughout the farmer's area. One thing I will mention is the, the collards. Everybody's always waiting to get those collards after the first frost. Um, so it's frosted on them, and our farmers have got those coming in fresh daily. And um, always good to, to enjoy those greens in the winter months. Uh, it sounds like a, it's always a wonderful place to, to go and eat yeah. eat healthy or not. Uh, but there's plenty <laughs> of food out there, mostly healthy, actually. But uh, up at the market shops, there's some uh, some stuff that I like up there that uh, is probably not very healthy for you, but it sure is good. <laughs> like the, yeah, the, the uh, breads. That, of, mm. Yes, a lot of good bakers in our area. And um, I tell you, I, I do want to talk a little bit more, too, about what we have going on with our farmer's area. Down at the end where all the pumpkins just moved out, we have a Korean food festival today. And um, they're all getting everything cooked up and ready right now. Um, a lot of different groups. Um, the Raleigh Korean Festival, the Greater Raleigh Area Korean Association, excuse me, or the folks that are putting that on today, and they have got all kinds of different Korean foods that they're offering. Um, they're going to also have some different um, entertainment with some different dancers and um, demonstrations of some of the different cultural things that are um, known for the Korean um, folks, that they're doing some different taekwondo and dances. And uh, had one, our Carolina Crispy Fry type fry folks wanted to invite Rufus down because they're doing a um, <laughs> Korean K-Dog and they're going to be using the Brightleaf hot dog. Oh my and goodness. You mean the, 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 it might be hot. The folks of the famous Rufus dog? <laughs> yes, the Rufus dog folks they are going to be down in the area with the Korean festival today and they well, specifically sent me a message and said please invite Rufus to come and try this because we're using those Bright leaf hot dogs, and um, it's, it's something special that they do um, with with the Korean, I mean, excuse me, with the hot dog, and I honestly can't explain exactly what she told me, but it sounded really good, and I can't wait to try it. Um, they're doing skewered sausage and the Dalgona candy and so much more. There's several different food vendors here. Is um, this a sit-down affair? They do have an area. <laughs> that you can sit down. They certainly do. Because Rufus might be there a while. <laughs> yeah. You can. You I can wallow, uh, eat all that and wallow <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> you don't want to do any more wallowing on no, the ground. <laughs> no, no, Lord, no. <laughs> Not today. You're sore right. enough. Well, that when I take in the gourd, I'm going to the gourd thing out at the state fairgrounds, and then I will drop by the Korean exposition at the state farmer's market. <laughs> That'll be awesome. They're going to be here till 4 o'clock today. They're getting started up at 10. 
and they're going to be here till four. And um, I'm telling you, it's smelling really good down here. Um, well, Rufus might be there until four. You know something? <laughs> I, I I really do like Korean barbecue. It strips uh-huh. it strips of uh, oh, it's beef mainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strips of beef, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know they had some of that, if I remember right. They had some last year, and I haven't had a chance to walk around yet. And they're all, like I say, just getting it going right now. But I'm sure that somebody may have that or something very similar today. So wow. it's been a great group to work with. I bet. It was a, yeah, last year was the first year of having the event, and it went really well. Mm. And this year they have expanded upon what they even had last year. Oh. So we're looking forward to seeing what everybody has to offer today. Great. Mm. And if and if you uh, try that and, and um, you, you'd rather have some eggs and bacon, you can go to the <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the farmer's market restaurant and, and try exactly. that too. Exactly. You can have a little bit of whatever your taste buds are looking today. You That's can go right. to the, the restaurant for the country cooking or seafood restaurant for the Calabasas um, South Seafood. Or just stop by the market grill and just get a regular old Rufus dog and think you'll be just fine. Um, should, should be able to, hopefully you wouldn't leave hungry. Let's just leave it at that. And if uh, you're lucky, your regular old Rufus will be out there today. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Somebody attack me and put a little mustard salt chili on me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, Miss Monica, I, I know you're busy. I, I appreciate you being on with us. Well, we appreciate everything you guys yes, do. Yes, ma'am. And um, I, I do want to throw out there, our fall craft fair is next weekend, Friday through Sunday, so make plans to come out to that. We'll have hundreds of craft items and lots of wonderful videos. Yeah, and old Gerald will be out work. there. Gerald will be uh, Gerald Adams will be there, too. I'm sure he will. Yeah. With All right. And, um, you get some rest, Miss Monica. Now, you sound a little hoarse, Monica, so you... I have uh, been battling this stuff for about three weeks now. It will not leave. That's yet. all right. The weather makes the switch. My voice does the same. You, you, sound, <laughs> you sound good. You just find find you somewhere you can hide for a few minutes and rest. <laughs> there you go. I'll yeah. do my best to try to do that. A little right. sassy frass tea. Sassy frass tea. Perfect for Miss okay. Monica. All right. I may have to try that. <laughs> Take care, Monica. You too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, let's go to um, Marianne and Raleigh, and then Roxana and Greensboro. We can work them, work them both in here. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning. Miss Monica is really interesting, keeping us informed. I know. She works hard out there, that big, big market. Mm-hmm. I have uh, two uh, gardenias plants, big ones, and one is a miniature. The other one is an old-fashioned gardenia flower. Uh, but both of the uh, trees, both of the uh, um, bushes are the leaves are turning yellow. What is the cause of that, or what can I do to stop it? Is it uh, is it the the new growth like the the top of the plant, or is it the older growth like in, it's the into, older growth? The older growth. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that may be just some natural senescence this time of year. Just some natural um, leaf leaf drop. Um, wouldn't be too concerned about that unless it was up. You know. <clears throat> The, the newer growth was beginning to uh, be affected. Um, About but, yeah. two years ago, it had that black fungus or whatever it is, black foot-like on the leaves, but that yeah. cleared. But uh, I, I don't see a problem with that this year. Yeah, so you probably just have, have a little bit of um, natural natural leaf drop. Um, it does just drop naturally. Then, huh? Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't be concerned about it. 
as long as it's the older older leaves. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. So yeah, much. I, I have uh, a couple of those, and I'd say a third of it's got yellow leaves on it. It's, it's just it's just a natural occurrence. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. No to problem. That. Thank you so much, Rufus. Really appreciate it. All of you folks. You're great. Keep it up. Thank you, Marianne. We'll okay. we'll do it as long as we can. Okay, thank you. God as long bless. as they don't change the door locks here. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now let's head to Greensboro and Roxana. Hey, Roxana, how are you doing Good today? Morning. How are y'all? Fine. How can you can hear we... me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I just want to mention to the viewers and uh, that can't get out a lot, I don't know if y'all, I'm sure you are familiar with the webcams that are all over the place. And you can go. The other day, I went. I go often to Banner Elk webcam, mm-hmm. and uh, you can see what's going on in the mountains. I do that too. Mountains. Yeah, and it's wonderful to see. And you can go to any gardens that have webcams. I go. I like going to uh, Colonial Williamsburg. They have. Uh, well, I'll try that. A couple of uh, they like the Raleigh Tavern. One pointing at that, and one pointing down Duke of Gloucester Street, and mm. yeah. Are you are you, well, are you familiar with the Woolly Worm Festival in Banner Elk? Yeah, that was a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, I think. Yeah. I haven't been there. It's been many, many years, but uh, I haven't been there. In well, that's a predictor ago. of winter. I don't know that's what right. they get, what they come up with, Mike. Uh, I don't know. It it uh, the the worm I saw looked looked pretty dark black. <laughs> I didn't see any. I didn't see any stripes. <clears throat> and I saw where the uh, persimmon. Uh, I think predicted a cold, snowy. Yeah. I'll tell you, I I can understand that because we got a, a persimmon tree out out back, and I've never seen so many. They're all over the place. They've yeah. fallen on the yeah. ground. We well, open up the seed, and and the seed either has a knife or a fork or a spoon in it, and that tells you what kind of winter you're going to have oh. from the oh, boy. from the persimmon yeah. persimmon That's seed. What, I think you'd have to take a nip to see that. <laughs> 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 Gen- uh, yes, the gentleman sitting here uh, uh, from uh, Granville and Person County. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I, I have a rhododendron that's very old, and uh, it blooms. It, last year it was stunning. It bloomed so beautiful. And it's, it has a lot of buds on it during the winter time. And I called one time and explained that. But lo and behold, the other day I walked by it, and there was one little bloom trying to bloom out. It usually blooms in June. Uh, and it's just, it's, I don't know what's wrong with it. I think it's confused about the weather, but it was blooming. One little bud was trying to pop out. It was beautiful. How about and I wish that? I'd take yeah, I, I was walking by a, uh, a Korean lilac in, uh, this morning on the way to the show at my, my uh, patio, and it's, I have a couple of blooms on that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I've I've noticed some some plants, you know, bloom not this year particularly, but some sometimes they just they will do that. They, I know. They yeah. up, kind of protect, protect, protected it for that protection. I, I think uh, you, you they're protected because you have microclimates in your yard. Yeah, yeah. and that'll 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 okay. cause certain plants to do different things. How long did you say that rhododendron been planted? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. How long has the rhododendron been planted? Oh gosh, years. Yeah. Years. Oh, okay. Years. Well, it just kind of does what it wants to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's old enough. Kind of like we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Roxanne, I appreciate you calling. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Please call us again soon. Okay, y'all take care. Bye-bye. Right, bye.
Yeah, I like that webcam stuff. By the way, Monica just uh, texted me again and said that they have persimmons out there. Oh, okay. Our cup <clears throat> runneth over. Okay. Uh, well, you know, anybody. The Oriental or the Native? I have to ask you. This is probably the probably, Oriental. Yeah, probably, probably the, the larger, yeah, yeah. larger ones. The non astringent types. Yeah. <laughs> ones out here are pretty astringent out here. Oh, if you, yeah. You're not careful. <laughs> but they, they were all I was. I was smushed every time I went to my car. I stopped, finally stopped parking there. I was, I was. <laughs> they smushing. can be messy. They can be. Yeah, messy. I was smushing them. <clears throat> so. Don't have enough wildlife around here to eat them. Well, yeah, we've got a couple in our yard, and they, uh, something is always eating them. It's a coyote or skunk or a raccoon. Maybe your goose. Uh, the goose. Do you have a, that goose still? The go- yeah, but he's in a. She's a, he's in a pen, so he doesn't okay. get out. And get so you have to out. bring the persimmon to him. Bring the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what turkey. does he eat? He's corn. Eats corn, corn and, okay. and grass. Eat some grass in there. Uh, the 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 turkey would really like it though. The turkey would definitely. Hey, well, you ought to take the turkey out for an outing. The turkey. Uh, you know that guy that we <laughs> down there with that Pretty place we went named that darn turkey Rufus. <laughs> that's right. They did at a hand hand picked nursery. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, that's and we right. got a turkey out there. That was that, quite a day. And we're gonna have to name him Rufus. Okay. Well, so what? Well, you, you go to hand picked nursery and see a, a, turkey, a turkey. It's Rufus. Rufus. <laughs> Just call Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me remind everybody about the uh, soil samples. Got a uh, got a minute to do it. All right, soil samples. Uh, at the end of November, uh, we'll, we'll um, they're free up until then, and then there'll be a four dollar charge uh, starting in December for your soil samples. So go ahead and get those ready and get them in before the the four dollar charge at the beginning of December. So. Always a good thing, uh, even if you're preparing for next year, like yep. uh, tom- your uh, tomato bed. If you are lucky there. enough to plant in the ground. And, uh, you know, prepare the soil like that, uh, you know, for whatever you want to, but, but get, um, get them in. Get Cause a if test. you do it now, they'll still hold good till, uh, till for your vegetable Absolutely. garden until the spring. So yeah. you can, you can still go by that. Let's summer. do a little Cliff Joyner here. Uh, all right. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yeah, that's right. I can I can right. hear Cliff saying that right. He, he may have said yeah. that to us yesterday yeah. when we were uh, having lunch. Think about that. And yeah. thanks yeah. to the folks, I, I look forward to seeing that uh, photo if they actually put it in the Nashville graphic. But uh, I'll I'll let you know, Rufus. Good. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Go to the go eat that Korean hot dog and go to the Gourd Fest. We're gonna Gourd first, then Korean hot dog. Johnny, you go on back to Creedmoor. <laughs> I'm gonna head I'm going home. Head Jason, north. thank you very much. God love you, everybody. Uh, Tar Heel football coming up next here on WPTF.